The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Work. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world-famous Jonesy and Brown show. Let me move this microphone a little bit closer to me so I can talk and get, I can get into it. My man, Mike Jones, here with me. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? I'm good. How are you? All right. I know you You excited to talk sports, you know, uh, NBA finals wrapping up. Uh, I know you're excited because... Uh, USFL playoffs are coming. Um, Big three is starting. It's just a great time in sports. I I know you're excited about that, right? So, um, (laughs) the uh, Phillies uh, have been winning. The Phillies have been winning. The Phillies have been winning. Phillies have been playing a whole lot. You see what happens when you wait it out? Have we decided to talk Phillies? All you know, all season. Oh, you know how down, through. yeah. You know how down we would have been, mm-hmm. but we waited it out. We said, "All right, you know what? We're just going to chill for a little bit." They fired Joe Girardi. He's out of here. They gave they gave him they gave him the KRS one treatment. Just called him into the off. Do you do you ever think about when you're out of here? Now they winning games. They beating. Yo, these dudes took two or three from the Marlins. And, and that's actually when I said I would act, take any kind of Phillies run seriously. Yeah. Is yes. when they got over that mental hurdle against the, the Marlins. They they took two or three for the Marlins. Yeah. And it should have been three of three if we're honest. That, that, they blew an 8-4 lead in the eighth, in the mm-hmm. second game of the series. Yeah. yeah. So. See, here's the problem, though. Wise man once told me. When you went, when you fire your coach or manager, when you fire, when you fire the head guy, mm-hmm. and replace him with an assistant, and you start winning, that means you had the answer the whole time. The answer was right there. the the the, the problem the, the the solution to the problem was right there. Mm-hmm. And they, it's all right. So, I'm, I'm just glad they winning. So you're saying Girardi was the problem? They was playing like Dookie all season. They fired Girardi. Now they ain't Dookie no more. Okay. It's as simple as that. That's the type. That is the type of analysis you get on the Jonesy and Brown show. All right, I got a good. I got a treat for you, man. You got something for me. I got something for you. Once again, I had to go through my my personal Rolodex of close personal friends. To bring in to, to bring in this our, our guest this week. Let me tell you something. Known this woman for almost twenty years now. Me and this woman have been me and this woman have been cool for like twenty years now. She 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 is a staple in Philadelphia sports talk and Philadelphia sports coverage. Uh, had her on the show a long time ago. Back you know many many incarnations of the show. A long time ago, but I'm I'm glad to have her back. She is the host of Sixers pre and post game live. She also handles 
Sixers, uh, Eagles, and Phillies, and Flyers. She does it all. Ladies and gentlemen, this week on the Jonesy and Brown Show, my good friend, my close personal friend, a person, you know, she'll tell you herself, you know, how dear I am to her. That's right. Yes. Miss Amy Fadul is here. John Brown, how are you? I am well. I, I am well. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I heard a great right. intro. You, you love that? You like that? I did. It's right, factual. It's mm-hmm. factual. We have known each other. I mean, we're going back to Baltimore days for those who uh, don't know. Right? Yeah. Uh, television station was WBFF, which meant that we're best friends forever. Everyone yes. knows this. Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. But obviously, it's it's mm-hmm. been it's been a while, and we know it like has- we've known each other, and we've known people that have known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's thanks for having me back. It's I think it's been like five years since I've been on, maybe six. Oh, so oh I thought I did something. That you know what? No, no. <sighs> We we can get in, we can get into that uh, another time, <laughs> but you know I, I'm I am glad to have you back. It means you you have to have me on more than once every six years. That that that's up to you. I, I'd have I have no problem. You know, you know if, if certain companies want to you know break break some bread, you know, and, and send a little <laughs> bit my way, I would have well, no problem making. In fact, speaking of baking, speaking of breaking bread though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to tell all the good people at home our, our wager yeah, that yeah, I won? Yeah, 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 you know, that's I lost a bet, ladies and gentlemen. Big and, one. And, and, and it's a big one. And I probably, it's been a while, maybe about five, maybe. Yeah, it, I feel like we made the bet. Uh, what year did Ben, it's a Ben Simmons bet, everyone. What year did Ben Simmons get the max contract? Because I feel like we made the bet like a year or two before that. So maybe like his second year in the league, we made it. Year. Okay. I, so, I believe that. And and I realize, and it's it's my own fault. Mm-hmm. It's my own fault because I'm naive. I, 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 I'm naive. And although I say this on this show long, you know, I am a fan. You know, I am not an analyst. You know, I, I would be more objective if somebody would give me more money for the for this <laughs> show. But since I do this show for free, I just give out my my you know, yeah, my opinion as a fan. So I wanted Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to play forever. You know, I just you know I, I just believe that this was going. This is what we do this for. Yeah. I believed in the process. I bought into the process. I, you know, as people know, people watch this show. I still believe in the process, but that's, an, yes. you know, we'll, we'll, you know, that that's enough. That's for another time. But Amy bet me because, and, and I, I believe you and, I, and you, you had your, you had your doubts. Yeah. You your, I mean, uh, listen, I don't, you were one of the, the few that thought Ben Simmons, it was wanted to be here from the jump and, I mean, I don't know where you got that indication. I think pretty much everybody saw that after his like maybe second or third year. You're like, I don't think so. And then when they shipped out Jimmy Butler and you're thinking, yeah, maybe he does want to be here. But yeah, I yeah. stuck to my guns mm-hmm. and I said, this guy does not want to be in Philadelphia. He That's wants true. to have his own team. He thinks he's a superstar. He thinks he's all this. That's not to say Ben Simmons isn't a great player at the time. Um, obviously, we've seen a little bit more of of what to expect with him, but. I said it at the time. It was easily five years ago, and I said, "John Brown, this guy's not 
He's not going to play his career here. He, John Brown absolutely is going to finish his career here. He, it's, this is where he's going to be. They're going to bring us a championship. It's going to be great. I was like, John, that guy wants to be in L.A. so bad it hurts. Like, it, it I can feel it. And so we bet. Uh, we made a wager of dinner, yes, yes, uh, yes, I believe. Yes, we did. I was a fool. I, I, I have no problem. Listen, I, it's okay I, to be a fan. It's nothing I, wrong with it. Okay? I, I I'm a fan. I, 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 JB, it, it, JB hates hearing me say, I told you so. And that's my highlight of every podcast when I, I get to tell him do. I told you so. He he tells so, me even when he didn't, but you know it, it's all good. And 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 I I'll, so, and I'll so be honest I was with actually like in 2017 when they were drafting Ben Simmons, I was doing a show on 610 back then, small little show, weekly show, and I was saying don't draft Ben Simmons. I was really looking at Brandon Ingram because the basketball fit just didn't make sense to me with Embiid then. And then as we get to know more and more about Simmons' personality, there's no way you could think he was going to be here long term. Yeah. After his rookie year, you were like, no, nah, we're good. This is it. This guy wants to be somewhere else. He mm-hmm. thinks it's, he thinks he, he he I got the feeling always that he thought he was too big for Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like he needed a, bi- a bigger market, a bigger team, a bigger role, a bigger everything. And uh, that's uh, that was my inclination. It was, I think it was like 2018 that, John Brown was walking through the newsroom here at uh, Comcast Sports and NBC Sports Philadelphia. And he was just like, what do you mean? Actually, you might have been out in the studio. And he's like, what do you mean you think he's leaving? I was like, this guy's not. And then John thought he was really vindicated when they signed him to that max extension. He I thought, this is it. Like, I I've got him. And I said, that does that means oh, nothing. I, means nothing. I, 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 I am. I mean, you know what? truth in, be in told, fact. in modern NBA, Ben Simmons knew once he got drafted by Philly, the only way he could get the max extension was to get it in Philly. That's right. Yeah, and we. All, the, I mean, at the second he got it, he checked out. Right. Which See is why I said to JB and I, who was it? AG. We were talking to earlier, yep, and yep. I said it was. I said I really believe it was the long con. Like he knew what the situation was from the time he got drafted, and he was just biding his time to get out of here. The man knows. I. Was wrong. I, I, I... I, I believe. Oh, that, I know. I've, Sean's got I, one of those. Bad. This is. Uh, oh. I, 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 the heck am I gonna do with this now? You need to take I, that I nameplate off the back. There'll be another twenty-five. In, in fact, you know, I'm, I'm gonna make this. A, I'm gonna make this a shrine to Jeff Malone. That's what I'm gonna do. But <laughs> well, Jeff Malone. I, 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 I was wrong. I, I, was, I, was, I was wrong. And I told. And, and it's it's crazy because I told Jonesy. When we made this bet, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "You just yeah. volunteered to take Amy Fadul's right. family to dinner." Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, Everybody listening, it's not it's not John and I going to dinner. John is footing the bill for my whole family to go to dinner. <laughs> hold, 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 now look, and at the time I only had one kid, so hey, I mean, she now to, I really she tried to she tried to flip it by having another baby. You I know, mean, I, I, we he is said, only like a year and a half old, so he doesn't really yeah, eat anything yeah, that you maybe like a pizza you can throw his way. You didn't I'm, put I'm a child no, in no, the term. I'm no, no it was family. I'm I'm no monster. I'm no bully. I'm not gonna sit there and let little man sit at the table right. at the little high chair watching his family grub and just not getting anything. So no. yeah, look, look. So I'm saying it right. I'm putting it out there. You know, I'm you know I'm, right. I, I honor my bets. You know, mm-hmm. the Fadul's the Fadul Kane family got a got a meal coming. It's all good. You know. I, I, it was a great bet. Uh, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was so sure. But yeah, you your face though when you after the extension, yeah. John Brown's like, yeah, I got. He look. What do you say now, Amy? What do you say? And I'm like, I'm oh, biding oh, yeah. my time. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm biding my time. Jonesy's right though. I mean, they, yeah, first of, mm-hmm. 
you know, you know that he was going to get them. I mean, obviously the bird rights, everybody knows all that stuff, but it's, uh, it's, I don't, even though I thought he wasn't going to be here long-term, I don't think anyone thought it was going to turn out the way it turned yeah. out. Like, let's be honest. Like, this is like the 30 for 30 or whatever, like documentary they do. Cause it would be a two hour movie on the process and the whole Colangelo and then the Ben Simmons that people won't believe it watching mm -hmm. it 20 years from now. They won't think that it happened because it sounds unbelievable. There was a, the general manager with burner Twitter accounts talking about his own team and then blamed it on his wife. Like that alone is a storyline that sounds unfathomable. And yeah, that, that's it was one of the wildest stories I've ever heard. There it was. And then they had before that, they had the GM that didn't talk to the media. So they had to put mm -hmm. Brett Brown out in front mm -hmm. and then they fired that guy. And then Brett Brown was the GM, which is something he did not really want to do. But what are you going to do? They need you to do that man fell on the sword for that team more times than I can count. It's uh, truly remarkable. And then Elton Brand was the GM. <laughs> And they didn't fire Elton Brand. They just created a position above Elton Brand for right. Corey. Yes. Mm -hmm. hey, you're not so going to be the general manager. You're gonna, you are you're the general manager, but you don't make any choices yourself. Right. So, like, they're so not will, really the general manager. This will be must see TV whenever they do the 30 for 30 on the. It's going to be bananas. And, and it's funny, Amy. I want. I wanted. I wanted to start with basically since you've now been here in Philadelphia. You got mm -hmm. here uh, 09, I believe. Yeah, right? January January third, two thousand nine was my very first day. So oh, you've been right here. after the World Series. Yeah, right. Sorry right about after. that. <laughs> it's, it's all good because you still got you still got to see another world. You know, the, I did. The, we were really they fun. were in the World Series, and there was a Super Bowl since then. So mm -hmm. can't blame it all on me. But but as far as the Sixers now, you now I mean you predate the process. Mm -hmm. The 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 you've seen Andrew Bynum. Oh, uh, let's, yeah. Remember that? Remember that press conference at uh, Independence Hall? We, we were so excited as a fan base, and wow, like that—that that is going to be glossed over in the history books as far as six history of the disappointment. The man injured himself bowling, and then I'll never forget the press conference where he thought he could—he talked about regrowing cartilage in a petri dish. Think about that sentence. There, they, he said science has come a long way. <laughs> They're trying to regrow cartilage in a petri dish. That was his hope for his knee. That's why I, I was. This, this, it only could be the Sixers. It could only be the Sixers. That's right? why I was so patient with the. That's why I'm so patient with the with the with, with the process. That's why but, Philadelphia is so patient because we're used to being beat down at every turn. When, when when you live through that, and when you see that. Mm -hmm. That's why, because I, I, I feel like, and, and it's something that Jonesy and I talk about. You know, we we talk about narrative. We talk about things that, as fans, you hear over and over. Fans say it all the fans say it all the time. Whether you know, no matter the sport, team doesn't win. Oh my God, we need to blow it up and start all over again. Mm -hmm. they, they say it every year: Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, Phillies, whatever. They don't win, blow it up, start it all over again. Sixers in my lifetime are the only team that ever actually did that. They ever right. actually said, you know what, this is what we're going to do. We're Andrew going Bynum to did that. Yes. And after Andrew Bynum, after they finally made the move that I thought, like, oh, my God, they're actually all in. The Sixers have made a move. They, they brought in a center, a, a good center, the first, like, good center of my lifetime, and he mm. never plays a game. Not a one. Not one. He never bowled. Plays. He bowled. <laughs> he had some really 
really different hairstyles. But yeah, I mean, like the process, it was what it was. Like, you, I mean, I'm going back to like Igadala, the Derrick Rose series. Like, I mean, this mm-hmm. I've been here obviously since 2009. So I got the idea of the process. To your point, JB, it's like everyone always talks about blowing it up. The NBA, I mean, they used to really be able to reward you for blowing it up. But now, obviously, it's not a guarantee. The NFL, it's a lot. Everywhere else, it's a lock. Like, you blow your team up, you're going to get the number one pick. But for them to be in their mindset of we don't retire to being stuck in this seven, eight seed and not getting out of the first round. I got the idea behind it, you know, tank for those better picks. Um, It does work. There is an idea behind it at some point though. And I think that this was, and we never really saw the full manifesto of Sam Hinkie, but I believe, and he kind of alluded to it a couple different times. The second phase of his process is that you do build a winner and then you attract free agents. You attract teams to your team like you have to have both you can't just build mm-hmm. solely through the draft in his mind that was kind of his, mm-hmm. of course now you you look at the two teams that are in the nba finals and you thought oh you can't because mm-hmm. they kind of built through the draft but um you have to have good evaluations obviously the sixers have missed on some of their draft picks but mm-hmm. when you look at it joel and b that perfect there you go great ben simmons on its face great pick um and they've had some good decisions but then they're coupled with bad decisions. Um, so the process is officially over for me because y- you can't keep doing it. Like you, it, though that ship has sailed as far as trying to to do that. You've already gotten the picks. No more assets. All that stuff. That, that chapter is now behind you. Did the process completely work? No. Did it completely fail? No. It got you what you wanted at the time, which was to get you out of that 7-8. The problem is they wanted to get out of the 7-8 because they couldn't get past the second round, and look where we're at. We still can't get past the second round. They've no. gotten past the second round one time since Dr. J retired. Wow. Think about that. Twisted. One time since Dr. J retired. Dr. J was playing. He stopped playing, and they were thinking, oh, yeah, no, we're going to be good. One time, the AI year. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's over 20 years at this point. So that, to me, where when – when I think about the process, I'm like, it, it didn't work in, in the regard that it didn't work to its complete mm-hmm. fruition. It worked. You got your assets. You got your players. You're in good shape there. But now you got to build the winner. And that obviously takes a little bit more finesse than just, you know, tanking whatever else. But, yeah, I mean, you had to do it, I thought, at the time because you were tired of being in that 7-8 seed all mm-hmm. every year. If you made the playoffs, it was great, but you were always going to be in that 7-8 seed and you got smoked by the first you know, the top team. So with that being said, if the process in your mind, at least is over, what direction would you like to see the Sixers go in that from here? I mean, now you got to build, yeah, you got to build, you got to pick your stars and you got to build around them. I mean, you have to go, go kind of old school in this way. Um, you know, John, you were talking about revamping and blowing up teams. One thing that I think the Sixers really need to take a, a keen eye on is their scouting department. I know they've had scouts come and go, but, you know, some of these, the picks they've had over the years and some of the decisions they've made have been really problematic. Uh, mm-hmm. Watching Mikhail Bridges do what he does for the Phoenix Suns is not just like disheartening. It, it, it's a physical pain almost. Because if you wanted a player that would fit immediately on the Sixers three years ago when he got drafted or last year, it's Mikhail Bridges. He's a quintessential wing three and D. And it's like, my God, I feel like I'm talking about the Flyers. Like, they need a goalie. Duh, they've needed a goalie for 50 years. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you know, we, we need a closer for the Phillies. Yeah, they've needed a closer for 10 years. So it's the same linebackers for the Eagles. It's the mm-hmm. same kind of rhetoric like mm-hmm. in each team. So it's like, oh, you need a you need a wing three and D guy. Yes. The Sixers yeah, need just, that guy. They we had just it. Gave one. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like they could have drafted him. Like when people say, like, oh, they could have had the, they actually had him. him. He was here. I we I worked that draft night. I saw we took the press conference. He's got mm-hmm. the Sixers hat on. And while he's speaking, I get the note in my ear that he's been traded to the Phoenix Suns. And I thought, there's no way. That can't be there's no way. There's no way. So the evaluation of like some of the decisions has to really, I mean, obviously you, you can go back and you can look at the, you know, Landry Shamit and Zaire and all, and all those other picks. You're like, all right, you know, maybe not so great. You're always going to have a couple of misses, but to have a guy that grew up in your backyard and yeah. then played college ball at the highest level with a national championship, also in your backyard, you draft him and then you trade him. And then you see that he turns into one of the best defensive players and a pretty good three-point shooter. That's hard for me. So, like, when Crazy I think man. about it. That man's mama. That, that man's mama worked for the team. His, his mama worked, worked, his mom worked see, for the team. You trade your it, point. During Sixers season, I would regularly text JV, the Sixers need to draft a guy like Mikael Bridges. Mm-hmm. Like, I would – like, I'd say – It was that such an easy decision. Yeah. Like, we need to draft a guy like him. Right. So, so when you think about like what's next in the process, it's it's about building around the team, and I think you're building around Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid. Okay. Those are your guys. That's what you that's what you've got. You need to make that decision. Now, obviously, Tyrese Maxey, he's got a lot of trade value. So, if you really want to go after some big fish, he's going to be your guy. But I can tell you one thing: this city would revolt. Mm-hmm. They, I've never seen in my 14 years here, and obviously, you guys are from here. I've never seen anybody, any athlete, get accepted and praised and elevated as quickly as Tyrese Maxey has. People love him. They love his work ethic. They love the style of game that he plays and the fact that he has fun out there. He's always smiling and he plays hard. Even when they're getting blown out in that last game, that guy's out there giving it. He's probably the only one that was out there giving everything that he had. So I, I understand that he has the highest trade value right now. We all know Tobias doesn't. Um, I know everybody wants to – Get rid of that contract. If he manages to get rid of that contract, listen, he got rid of the Al Horford contract. So I'm, I guess Daryl Moore can do anything. But so, I mean, but to me, it's like, all right, we look at our core guys. You look at who has success around the league. It's a copycat league. You got to emulate somebody. You can't try to be as rogue or whatever and, and think you're going to reinvent the wheel. You're not. You need to build around those guys and, and you need to get a dog. You need to get a guy that's got that mentality. You look at the the last four teams that were in the playoffs, everybody had that guy, that mm-hmm. mentally tough guy, the guy that did the little things, the P.J. Tuckers, the Marcus Smarts, Jimmy Butler even, obviously. They had Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler again, but we won't revisit that. Uh, Draymond Green, you you need to have Kyle Lowry. You need that guy, that bulldog that's going to do the little things for you, that mm-hmm. doesn't you know, show up in the stat line. But, man, do you want him out there on your team? They got to get that guy. They got to get a, a wing three and D. Let's just repeat that for the next five years, I'm sure. Um, and build around those guys. I mean, the thing is, I don't know how they get them necessarily. I think you can get some through the draft, but you gotta, you've got to make some moves. And it'll be interesting because there's a lot of moves that can be made. I just don't know that they will be made if it, if they're possible. Is what I mean. Uh, it, it, see, that brings me back, and some I talked about. A ch- chance meeting a couple years ago with uh with the Morris brothers, 
you know, just just happen to run into him, and I just mm-hmm. strike a real quick conversation and say, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "Hey, I'd be better if y'all were here in mm-hmm. this town." And they were they were simply like, "Hey, man, this team doesn't want us." That 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 was, yeah. I mean, that, a couple years ago, they were they yeah. were looking at the the idea of we need shooters, we need shooters, and we need shooters, we need scores, we got to score, 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 mm-hmm. because you had a black hole point guard. I mean, let's be honest. As mm-hmm. far as uh, your offensive output, um, not to mean that he can't score points, he just doesn't, and he doesn't shoot. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I think they were thinking, all right, but now you've got guys, you've got scoring, you have to shore up your bench, you got to get better options on that bench. That's that's not going to get it done. We all saw that. Those guys go cold. There was nothing back there. Jordan Yang has an off night. There's nothing behind him. Furkan Korkmaz mm-hmm. isn't getting it done, in my opinion. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you can go after that that dog mentality, that that guy that's going to do the little things, the you know dive after the loose balls and be your best defender, because that guy's going to know his role. And I know yeah. people say Matisse Thybul. Matisse Thybul is an absolute zero on offense, and I yeah. don't. You can't have that anymore. He's a liability, and he can't play late in the games. So his defense, while good, not great. I thought in the playoffs, mm-hmm. decent, but not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought well, this guy's expendable to me. Um, has nothing to do with any of the other off court stuff. He's ex- completely expendable to me. Okay, he does okay. not fit on this, in my opinion, on what mm-hmm. you're trying to do. I know you you don't need the scoring you need, but you need something, and you need somebody that's not going to make the mistakes late in the game. Tisaible, for all of his great defense during the regular season, made a lot of mistakes in his playoff series, the last playoff series. We know obviously he was up and down against the Raptors, and I kind of throw that out. But I look at the last playoff series and I'm thinking, he's not giving me great defense. He didn't he didn't have great defense on Jimmy Butler. I, I, I didn't look at him and be like, wow, he really shut down Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's still going for 30 and 40 points a night. Mm-hmm. And I know you're not going to shut him down. Let's limit him. Let's make him work for it. He mm-hmm. would turn the ball over when Matisse Thibault would come. It, it just, to me, I'm like, you're not giving me anything. And the Sixers have to completely rehaul their outlook. It's all about the postseason. Regular season, you look at the teams that win. They don't care about the regular season. They don't care mm. about it. Mm. They're like, all right, we'll 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 do enough. We'll get our our two seed and we'll call it a day. Because if you're talented enough, you should be a Sixers. If they had won those games against the Pistons and the Pacers, whatever, would have been the two seed. Uh, it was really really that close. When you look at how the Heat, the Bucks, mm-hmm. and the Celtics and the Sixers all shook out. I mean, you're all looking at like one or two games. So focus on the players that are going to get you over the hump. I don't care. I don't care if you walk into that as a six seed. You gotta be prepared for the playoffs. And Matisse Thybul for me is not a playoff type of player that's built for this roster. He could be somewhere else, and I'm sure he'll be fine. And if it's a Philadelphia way, he'll go somewhere else, and all of a sudden he becomes like a 40% oh, yeah. three-point shooter. Oh, yeah. Great. That's he'll be how an it works. Somewhere else. Exactly. Of course. That's how it works here. But and, you can't mm-hmm. you can't have him out there in a playoff game late. It's just you can't do it. I want you real quick. I want you to compare this offseason to last off the offseason. Mm. You you. You saw how the Sixers season ended last year against Atlanta. Yeah. You know, pe- people were ready to burn the building down, ready to run Ben Simmons out of town. We hated Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons turned around and said, hey, you know, I, I hate, hate y'all too, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's just make this unanimous. But now we, we go into this season, and with, with the Ben Simmons saga, it kind of tempered expectations because you didn't know what you were going to mm-hmm. get all season they were able to get i guess the best the best possible yeah. trade for him at the at this point now you're in an off season where you have to you have to decide what you're going to do is should 
fans be more optimistic this offseason than last, or is this pretty much is, is it the no, same? No, I mean, I think you're. I think the expectations need to be higher. Um, mm-hmm. t- to your point, you know, expectations were high and then they were quelled a bit because it was like well, we don't even know who's going to be suiting up for this team. Mm-hmm. So I think expectations need to be at the same level or higher. You have to be thinking minimum, minimum Eastern Conference Finals, minimum. That's it. Nothing else is. Ex- there's nothing else that's acceptable in my. If I'm a, you know, if I'm looking at it objectively, like, listen, what are we doing? Because James Harden's going to opt in. Of course he is. And I talk to people all the time. Like, I can't believe it. Wouldn't you take 47 million? Yes, he's going to opt in. Mm-hmm. Of course he's going to opt in. Now, the Sixers have the decision making. There's a report out there about giving him a short term deal. And the reason you would do that is because, listen, you already have him for a year. Do you want him to be that lame duck guy? I mean, is he, we all know his track record of maybe level of effort. He's 33 years old. Is his level of effort going to be there if he only has the one term deal? Some say yes because it's a contract year and he's looking to get, you know, that big money out there. There's also the fact that. You know, he's 33 years old. He knows he's not. I mean, he might think in his mind, maybe I could get. He's not. No one's going to give him a, a five or six year deal worth, you know, a $50 million or something a year or $30 million a year. That's not happening. He's not getting this six year, $200 million deal. That's not happening. No one's going to give him. You, if someone gives him that, good luck to you. That's all I'll say is peace. But I, I, I will drive him to the airport. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. You know what? I'll drive him to wherever it is. Let's go. Where is that? Mm-hmm. Thunder? All right. Oklahoma City, right, here we come. Go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like he he is a guy that you have to commit to a little bit. Two-year deal. Um, and then you can move off of it. If, if it doesn't work out, if it, if it comes next year and you're like, listen, it's just we gave it another good try. We gave it the whole year instead of just the 21 regular season games. We gave it all, you know, all 82 or, or however 70 that he plays you know, and it didn't work out, then then you cross that bridge. But I think you have to make that smaller commitment to him. Mm-hmm. So you're going in and you have Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, and James Harden. That's for sure. That's done. Danny Green, mm-hmm. obviously he was on a one-year deal. You don't know what's going on with that. You really need to get a guy that can contribute. Danny Green obviously was hurt, so um, I don't even know when he would be expected to be able to, to play again if the Sixers did resign him. But you go out and you find a 3-and-D guy. I, you Maybe you find him uh, on a draft night trade. Maybe there's a guy out there that you're really, really excited about, but you got to find that guy. But I think your expectations for this offseason have to be high because there are no more question marks. There was a lot of question marks at Ben Simmons. It was like, even before he decided not to come back or whatever, the whole nonsense, you're thinking you can't play a guy in the fourth quarter of close playoff games because they're going to foul him and he's going to shoot 30-something percent. And that's your point guard. Your point guard. So you can't, you knew that. So your expectations last offseason were like, hey, let's just try to get something for Ben Simmons. That those expectations are gone. Now it's like we have some people. We need a little extra complimentary pieces, some bench players, and then this should be an Eastern Conference Finals team. That's what I would say from the like looking out. That's my difference from last season, offseason to this offseason. Like I, I there's a lot of unknown. There's no more unknown. You know what you got. You got to do what you can with it now. This is it. These so are your guys. As, as far as you're concerned, this Sixers nucleus now is Embiid, Maxi, and Harden. Harden, yeah. I mean, obviously Tobias is here. Um, mm-hmm. That's a contract. I mean, the, the, Tobias is not going to be surprised. He's been around the league long enough. He's been in numerous trades. He knows his contract's huge. 
listen, Tobias played well in the playoffs. Let's mm-hmm. just, I mean, he didn't give you the points that you necessarily needed when Joel Embiid was struggling, but his defense, the last probably the entire playoffs and probably even the last like maybe a couple of weeks of the season was at a completely different level. So I'm not, he's not that guy, but let's just say someone handed you that contract, you're signing on it and you're playing the best of your abilities. And that's what mm-hmm. he's done. The contract's going to be tough to move off from. So I think that they're going to try to do that. I don't know they'll be successful, but the three guys you know you have is Embiid, Maxi Harden. That's set. You'll probably have Tobias Harris unless you can do some wizardry. But those three players that I same, they're here. They all score. Let's just work on defending and getting that that knockdown three-point shooter. That's it. That's what, that, Those are the guys you need. And the one thing I've been saying about this roster is that on top of everything you said, I think they definitely have to get significantly more athletic. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that was exposed. It was exposed in the, <laughs> the Raptors series big time, but in the Heat series, just they're that's they just struggled. They struggled during the regular season with those at the Hawks mm-hmm. who were not, not good this year, but they're a very athletic squad. Any team mm-hmm. that had like just straight up athletes, you're just like, well, Sixers are going to struggle today. And if they hit their threes, then it wasn't a struggle. But if they didn't, they can't keep pace. They've got like exactly. one athlete. Really? I mean, let's look at it. They got one guy that can get up and down the court and really kind of maneuver. And, it's because he's, and he can't yeah. score. There you go. It's like, all right. I mean, and and on the offensive end, Tyrese Maxine go, but I mean, he, and he's a fine defender, but he's not a great defender. He gets up and down the court, but he's 21 years old, so he's going to make the mistakes. And, and granted, I thought he made a huge leap. There's no doubt about that. That is the real silver lining, the whole Ben Simmons saga, is that we don't know. I don't think we would have seen what Tyrese Maxey could have become this year if Ben Simmons was on this team. I know that because he wouldn't have played the way that he had to play. But, yeah, I mean, an athlete, just you see the draft now, and if if I'm, like, looking at these draft analysis and it says, like, athletic, I'm like, well, I put him on the list. Mm-hmm. That's a guy. Put him that on the list. Just him up, okay? Yep. Let's take him from Back at, you know, in football, when they say the position, just I'm an athlete. That's great. I don't care mm-hmm. what you do. You're an athlete. Mm-hmm. Sign us up. Well, t- all right. Well, look, man. Amy, I know you uh real quick because I know I know you're yeah. uh you're up against a car. I know you gotta go soon. Uh real quick, I just want Eagles. What's your yes. Eagles act what, what's their expect our expectations of the Eagles? I'm hearing I mean, so many good things. And you I'm, do. And I'm, I'm scared. Talk about I'm, a good offseason. Well, yeah, because scared. that's the I'm that's nervous. the Negadelphia in you. Try <laughs> to is. not embrace Ooh, yeah. the Negadelphia, try to push it away. Welcome okay. to Happadelphia. Okay, Happadelphia. I, I like that. Okay. okay. Got it? Right. Embrace help, that. Help me, help Talk me. about a good offseason. Mm-hmm. Eagles. I mean, after the draft, everybody was like, man, they just like a little bit, like one more piece in the secondary, right? Just like one more, like a cornerback mm-hmm. or something. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, what? James Bradbury's cup? What? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, Howie Roseman, bad offseason previously. A plus offseason this year. Uh, wow. I mean, I know expectations, everybody is, they want to temper them. But let's be honest, the NFC East is not great. The NFC as a whole is very top heavy. There's no reason mm-hmm. the Eagles aren't in that five, six conversation, like the, you know, fifth or sixth best NFC team overall. Obviously, you got the Bucks, you got the Panthers, uh, or Panthers, you got the Packers, you got the Rams. Like, the, all right, mm-hmm. you got the good, the, those teams are really good. But the, right there with them, I think the Eagles are like right there in that just just below, just that in that right there like second, second tier. tier. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I think they can make some noise in the playoffs. You never know. You never know. But their line is good. 
Mm. Obviously, a lot is going to be on Jalen Hurts. Uh, I believe in the kid. I think he can do it. I know he's got the mentality for it. It's just going to be about consistency and accuracy for him. He's got the weapons. A.J. Brown, I mean, there's no more like – I mean, he had, his number one receiver was Devontae Smith last year. Now, Devontae's the number two, so – Devontae getting that experience I thought was huge and now he knows he's got the reliability of a giant receiver and I mean giant AJ Brown is massive he is a big dude the last time the Sixers had a big receiver was T.O. that's it and they have not had a thousand yard receiver since when do you guys know this Jeremy Macklin 2013 2014 think about that Jonesy 2014 a thousand yard receiver they've had close like 899 and 902 Mm -hmm. and a thousand yard receiver since 2014, and it was Jeremy Macklin. No offense, Jeremy Macklin, he's not in the league anymore. That's 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 exactly what I needed. So I I I am a Negadelphia. I I admit that. Philadelphia. But but it does not take much. I know. It, it doesn't. James that's Bradbury all got I you need. were just like it, it, screw, it, through the roof. It, I knew it. That's exactly what it was. I'm I'm like okay, all right. I'm I'm. Oh, I know. So I think mm-hmm. expectations are high. I think definitely a uh, one playoff win for show. One, oh, Amy I, came on our I show. Can, I can see that one playoff game. Yeah, one playoff win at least, and then I we'll and then we'll take it from happen. there. Okay. Oh, oh schedule's oh. good too. Schedule's good too. All yeah. right, real quick. Should we Phillies? Are they for real? Is this real? Is, is this real? Or are we going to be right back where we were uh, a month ago? No, I don't think we're going back there. I think this manager, he's just a no nonsense guy. If you listen to the press conferences after the game, you have no idea if they won or lost. And that's exactly what I like. I love that because mm-hmm. he's he's a guy that's been through the wars. Obviously, he's, you know, this is his first opportunity, but he is not new to the game as far as managing and being on the bench and being in that clubhouse. I think this team's the real deal. I mean, the, sometimes it does take a little bit of a change and you you don't you don't know what was said or what was done or what the tweak was, but it, the fact that there was one. But I think I think this is who they are who we thought they were. I think now they are who we thought they should be. And you're seeing that. These guys playing for each other. It's one thing I talk about, um, like with Ben Davis or Ricky Batalico. They watch it. If you watch the, the guys in the cutaways, they're all up on the top rail. You don't always see that, um, especially, obviously, if you're struggling or if, you know, you're even if you are winning because you're expected – they're into it. They're pulling for each other. They're playing for each other, and they're playing for Rob Thompson. And whether it's you know lightning in a bottle, and they're just going to try to ride it until it runs out, I don't know. I mean, obviously they've got some issues in uh, middle part of the bullpen. Uh, the closer role is still kind of up in the air, and then obviously um, you need to have Nick Castellanos start getting on a, a streak because everybody else is hitting very well. If they can mm-hmm. keep doing that, but in the walk-offs, I mean, two walk-offs in a week? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I'll take it's, it. it's fun to go over to the ballpark now. It's fun to see. And I think the players are definitely feeding off it. So I think that they're the real deal. Do I think that they're a World Series contender? Not not yet. But I think that they're they're definitely a playoff contender. I think the Mets are going to come back down to earth a little. Is Thompson the guy? Have, is, is, I think he's the guy. He's the guy. Don't uh, overthink it. Don't overthink uh, it. You know, everybody overthinks uh, it. They're like, oh, we can't have Buck Showalter or Dusty uh-huh. Baker because they're whatever. Let's go get Joe Girardi. And Joe Girardi, there's nothing wrong with him, but he wasn't the guy. For this Wonderful. team, mm-hmm. I think this is the guy for this team. Like and the it. way they're responding to him, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? Don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. I, I I like it. I like it. Amy Fadul, how can people get in contact with you? How can people follow you? And, well, and, and obviously, you? I'm on the Twitter and I'm on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's all uh, Amy Fadul NBCS on Instagram and on Twitter. So uh, give me shouts. And I'm uh, hosting mm-hmm. Phillies this weekend. So 
you can tune in, tune in there. There, there you go, my my longtime friend. That's right. My 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 uh, uh, for tw- almost twenty years. I know. Almost BFF. twenty years I have known this woman, and I owe her. Uh, shout out to your husband. Shout out to your two boys. Y'all y'all got a dinner coming on, and I might even let y'all supersize if uh, if possible. <laughs> I, you know. I, I don't know. I think the boys might be able to, you know, the boys might be yeah, able to you might, large order yeah, so you might, you might and, and no, you have a real fan in Jonesy because I'm a fan of anyone who can get JB to lose at anything. So See, there you go. You All right, Jonesy. Like wrong fan oh, in me. I love it. Yeah, thank I you, guys. Th- thank you, Amy. Appreciate you. Love you, girl. You got you. Thank you. All right, love uh, you, guys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Amy for Duel. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. That was, that was, that was fun. I... Uh, Look, man, I I, I knew I, I I knew I lost that bet. I just I'm, I'm glad you knew. You know, some you know you know sometimes, and 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 I'm trying to get better at this. I'm trying to get better at this because I, I I'm gonna make a confession. I like to argue. I don't I, think I, do. you're, I don't think you're breaking any news there. No, I, I I'm just I'm just you know. I, you, well, you know this because you and I have been, we, we've been and, doing and, this show for a long time. I like to argue. Anyone and, who watches or listens to this pod mm-hmm. knows you like to argue. I, I You're like not to breaking argue, any but, but but I, I I am trying to get better at it. I I am. I I am truly oh, okay. trying. Okay. For, for clarification, mm-hmm. are you trying to get better with the desire to argue where you don't want to argue as much, or are I don't you trying to argue get better? Or are you trying to get better at arguing? No, I don't need to get, to get better, better at, at I don't need to get better at arguing. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at arguing. And 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 that's part of the problem. <laughs> because I'm so good at arguing, I don't necessarily need to be right to argue. Whereas it's like, look, you know, I, I I'm not gonna sit here and act like the point that you or Amy were making when we brought Ben Simmons in didn't make sense. Like, I didn't see your point. Like, I didn't think you – it, it wasn't like I was completely, like, like oblivious mm-hmm. to why you thought Ben Simmons why, – why you thought they were better picks than mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. And, 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 and don't, don't get me wrong. At that point, I thought Ben Simmons was the clear number one pick. Mm-hmm. I also thought you could have swapped picks with New Orleans, got something extra, and took Brandon Ingram. Yeah, uh, that, that it's it's, it's like not, I understand it's, it's, why Ben like it's not like the Markel Fultz situation where I just don't think he should have been taken number one. Mm-hmm. I just uh, thought ben, Brandon Ingram would have been a better basketball fit with MB yeah. because even going back to college, one thing Ben Simmons wouldn't do was shoot a jump shot. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't shoot, how do you fit with the dominant and big? Look at any successful big man you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He's had shooters around him. He you needs right. space to work. You're right. You 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 are right. I, I'm I, and it's not like even though I chose to argue with you because I like to argue, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I I did not understand. The point you were making, that's and I know you me... understand, which is what makes it so frustrating arguing with you sometimes. Because I fun. know you understand. That's what makes it fun. Your frustration. <laughs> I draw off that. I draw off that because in other situations, when I don't understand your logic or I don't agree with your logic, and you just outright frustrate me, and I want to pull my hair out, that's what drives me. It's it's the circle. That's what I need. 
So when it get to a point where I'm just like, all right, I'm just now I'm just messing with Jonesy. Now I'm just toying with him because I see his point. I understand. I just believe that hey, you draft this dude number one, everyone likes him. It's gonna be all good. And and it's like when Amy was making a point, like yo, this dude doesn't want to be in Philly. He's got he's got ideas. And and and, I, and I'll say and, and I'll put it to you like this. And I, I, we just didn't have enough time to get into it with Amy, but I kind of felt I I kind of felt that way about Iverson in a sense that he had bigger, he had designs on a market bigger than Philadelphia. But I think Philly, I think, and, 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 and I think and, he and may I, have had that originally, but yes. once he got here, yes, yes. Once he spent a little time here, yes, he and the it, city embraced each other yes. in a way where he, yes. he knew it worked. Yes. Ben Simmons I, never yeah. had that moment where he's no, like, and, 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 I but, embrace but that, the city. But but that's my point. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like if we were patient, that that moment for Simmons would come. Like he would have that moment. Like I, I like like what what you just said. That's that's exactly how I felt. Like but, like Iverson had like I I thought like Iverson's persona and his you know for lack of a better his character. You know, like what the vibe he gave off kind of, you know, he like he, he was going to be he was going to be the guy, he, the, the, the true guy for the streets. He was going right. to represent the hood. I, he was going to be that guy. I hear you. I hear you. And I, I see what you're saying. For me, though, the biggest difference was that while Iverson had that in him, I want to be a celebrity. I'm, I'm here for the people and all this. Mm-hmm. Iverson at heart was a competitor. Mm-hmm. He was a dog, and you put him out there, and his guys that went to war with him, and the fans who embraced him during those mm-hmm. battles. AI, he's not going to want to leave that because he went to war with you. Mm-hmm. Ben no. Simmons never had that in him. No, you're right. He you're just right. wanted to. He just wanted to be a celebrity. No, you're you 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 are absolutely right. And I guess for me, it was like I, I was, I, I was trying to be patient. <clears throat> Hoping mm-hmm. that would come out of Ben eventually. That have you ever got... seen that come out of somebody who didn't have it, just have it from the start? No, no, no and, and and well, no, no, no. And I, I... And, and that's the thing, mm-hmm. especially with basketball players, skill sets develop, mm-hmm. per instincts and personalities don't. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And that, you're... like, when you hear me talk about guards, I'm out on, or players, I'm out on. Mm-hmm. It's never because of the skill set. No. No, it's you're right. Personality and instincts. No, you're no, no. You're right. You're you're, you're right. I, I am not going to debate you on 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 that point. Uh, you know, no, I, we, just, I I think we do agree on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 didn't work. That's but why Amy and her Simmons was our number one. Simmons was our number one pick, and you didn't want to accept that about him. I get it. No, I yeah, I just yeah, I, you held out hope that he would be the guy we hoped he was when he drafted. Yeah, him. I, I I did. I did. I got swept up in the momentum. I got swept up in the moment. I, I wanted it to work. I felt like this. I felt like this is what we did it for. This is what the process was for. Mm-hmm. We now have we we now once we started to actually see the type of player Embiid was. You know that first year. That first year when we finally got when after the two years that he spent on the bench, and you got to see it. Mm-hmm. Then you get Ben Simmons. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, all right. 
and we're going to take this slow because you got Ben Simmons. And then Ben, remember Ben Simmons sat his rookie year, and I'm and I'm in. I'm like, okay, let 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 let's see this. Let's you know, let's see it play. And I I I, I was hoodwinked, man. That's 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 that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Brother was okay. hoodwinked. You know? I mean, think of, think about the fact that let's see, Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons were back to back number one picks. Yes. How many three-pointers combined do you think they made in Philadelphia Sixers jerseys? They're both guards. Both guards. I, I, I am not sure, but that number is low, and probably 95% of them belong to Fultz. <laughs> That's probably true. And uh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what the number is, but I'm pretty sure I, I would probably say I could count how many, were, how many belong to Simmons on one hand with fingers left to spare. And the rest were all Fultz's. Let's see. Fultz in a Sixers jersey. His rookie year played 14 games and averaged 0.1 three-point attempts per game. In his second year, he played 19 games and averaged 0.7 three-point attempts per game. So that probably puts you somewhere around... 13 or 14 mm-hmm. threes attempted from, from Markel Fultz in a Sixers uniform. I'll, I'll, I'll see what Ben like, Simmons you adds. You just feel like twisting the knife today, don't you? I do. Yes, you, you I absolutely like do. You, just, you, you saw all that. You, you saw how we now, ended. You saw now, all that optimism that we had when we ended that interview with Amy Fedor. You just felt like, you know what, I'm going to take that and throw it in the toilet. Now, Ben Simmons mm-hmm. averaged 0. 0.1, 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2. Yeah, so for his career, yeah, in four seasons that he actually played, mm-hmm. he averaged 0. 0.1, 0. 0.1, and 0. 0.2 three-point attempts per game. So that puts you... And those that includes half court heaves and everything. So between the two of them, you might have got about fifty three point attempts in a combined six seasons. And bro, what do you want from me? I don't want anything from you. I just felt like it's, looking at the numbers. Why? Why? Why did you feel like looking at those numbers? I'm what a for? Hmm? I'm a sadist. Well, stop. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, I just wanted to look at the numbers. It popped in my just, head. You just, like, you just felt I, like being I, sad. You just you wanted to be disappointed. I mean, honestly, I just popped in my head. I wonder how many threes combined they attempted. Real quick, shout out to my man uh, Javon. Javon's watching. Said Ben. Ben was hell bent on not shooting, <laughs> and he won't do it in Brooklyn. Got that right. He also said, real quick. I still get sad about Markel. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me, me too. Eh, yeah. Uh, your boy Bryant said, is there any instance where a person becomes way better in a sport after the first four years in a league? I think there there are people who figure it out, people who get better. I don't know. Yeah, there are people who take steroids. You said there are the people who take steroids? I I said and people who take steroids. Yeah, I mean, it it happens. 
It happens. I I, I don't know. I, I, I think, well, you know, last they're, week, well, they're, last, they're, last late, they're late, they're late bloomers. They're late bloomers. You think about a, a guy bloomer. like, think about a guy like T-Mac. Mm-hmm. His first few years in the league, he said himself, he almost felt like he didn't belong. Mm-hmm. You know, showed some flashes here and there. A lot of those and, high school, and, a lot of those and guys. And then when he figured know. it out, yeah. So again, yeah. four years in the league, if you came out of high school, four years isn't a long time for you. You still have mm-hmm. chance to improve. Yeah, you're still 20. You know, if you come out of high school, you're still 21, 22, 23. Yeah. With four year, with now with four years, four of, years experience. of experience. So for those guys, so, absolutely, there's improvement to be had. But I, if a guy's I, 21, 22 coming into the league, four years in, he pretty much is what he is. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right, man. What are you watching this weekend? What are you, um, what are you getting into this weekend? I won't be watching the NBA Finals this weekend. It's because it'll be over. Exactly. And I, I'm I'm good with that. I, I'm good with that because and, and I'll I I tell. Shout people. out to the Philadelphia Warriors. <laughs> I gotta that, find my Warriors. I have a I have a Philadelphia Warriors hat that has the old logo from when they were when they were in Philly. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm gonna claim it, them as my team. They're the Philadelphia uh, Warriors. I'm going to get a Warriors hat and a Philadelphia Warriors jersey. Nice. And, and people are like, you're, you're a Warriors Wilt. fan? I'm going to be like, I'm a Philadelphia Warriors fan. You're going to get Wilt? I'm going to get a Wilt jersey. There you go. There like, you yeah, go. I'm a Warriors fan. See, here's – and uh, my, my opinion of my, – my opinion of – of the Warriors are sort of like my opinion of like the Bulls and the Lakers. Whereas I didn't like them because they win all the time, but mm-hmm. I hate the Celtics. You know, there's a difference between not liking a team and hating a team. Oh, uh, yes. Celtics are there with the, like the Mets yeah. and the yes. Cowboys. Yes. yes. They, they, they all go yes. together. Yes. Yes. I hate the Celtics. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, any any other time I'd be like, eh, if with the Warriors winning, but now I'm just like, like, like to me, I'm, I respect, I respect Draymond Green. I'm not a big Draymond Green fan. I respect Draymond's basketball IQ and work ethic. Mm-hmm. Some of his I'm antics not... I could live without. Yeah, his skill set honestly is Mid. at this point of Mid. average. Yeah, but it, yeah. but he's a high IQ player who works hard. That goes mm-hmm. a long way. Yeah, but but I I I will take I will take the Splash Brothers getting another ring. Mm-hmm. You know Andrew Wiggins getting a, a ring. Even I'm a Draymond. Steph Cur- I'm a Steph yeah. Curry fan. Yeah, yeah, I like Steph Curry. And I like Steph Curry strictly because it allows me to tell people I told you so. Mm-hmm. You know, because when he and Kyrie were both young guards in the league. Mm-hmm. People would always argue that Kyrie was going to be the best, the better player. And I'd be like, nope, Steph. Mm-hmm. Nope, Steph. Mm-hmm. Steph got better instincts, better I'll, feel I'll for the game. I'll so I like, I'll I like just... being able to say, I told you so. You know, I, I think I've got to get that in at least four or five times in this show. This is a good show for me. There you go. Yes. You, you proud of yourself? I am. Is, is this going to be, the, is yes, this going to be, I, the, I know you always talk about how you never like to listen to the show yourself. You don't like listening to yourself. Is this going to be the show you listen to over and over? Probably. No, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. It'd be be a darn shame if somebody just you know happened to hit the erase button and, and or <laughs> or whatever. But any, anyway, anyway, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I probably jinxed them. I'm gonna say like shout out to the Warriors for winning another ring. 
and I probably no, do. I don't think he's much to be done because that game tips off in about four hours from the time mm-hmm. we're recording this, and I expect that in about seven hours there'll be a trophy presentation. All right, I believe it. Let, let, let's hope so. And I, and I will say this. You know what? This is probably the most likable Celtics team ever in my life, and I still hate them. Oh, definitely. I, you know, def- I, Tatum's a likable guy. Jalen Brown's a likable guy. Yeah. Marcus Smart, for the most part, is I, like. I, I look, well, you know, I, I look at. I they're a likable team. I, I look at Marcus Horford Smart the same way. Horford annoys me, but that's because Ooh. of his time. Horford annoys me. Okay. Yeah, but that's yeah. only because of his time in Philly. Yeah, he's outside of Outside of that, I don't really. Yeah, had he, never, had he never, yeah, he, he, had he never played in Philly, Al Horford would have been a likable guy. Exactly. That year, yeah, that year in Philly made him unlikable. Which but, really wasn't all his fault. It was just a bad fit, bad situation. Yeah. Right after Jimmy Butler leaves, it, yeah. it, it wasn't mm-hmm. a good situation for him. So it's not what all his fault, but mm-hmm. you know, it still yeah, wasn't what it was. So. Yeah, he's a clown to me now. I'm sorry, you know, I, I get it and I understand. You know, you know, situations are situations. Al Horford's a clown, but um, but but yeah, Warriors gonna win. I I, I would. Like almost all, almost all of the Celtics, almost everyone on this current Celtics team are players I would like if they played for another team. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I would love them if they were, you know, if that team was the Sixers, with the exception of Al Horford, I would love them on this team, except for Al Horford because he, he he's a clown. But that's you that's, know we drafted Markel Fultz ahead of Jason Tatum, right? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, tell us what you think of this podcast. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Jonesy and Brown. It's all one word, Jonesy and Brown. You can also hit us up at B-I-T-W Sports, B-I-T-W Sports. Remember, this podcast is on phillygoflow.com. Every Saturday morning at 4 a.m., you can't sleep, got some insomnia, you want you know, you want to listen to your bulls, hit us up on, on phillygoflow.com. It's radio, all right? That's us. Saturday, 4 a.m., Sunday, 2 a.m. That That is it. I'm not going to even address that last point that you made. <laughs> shout out to everyone who watched on uh, Facebook, everyone who watched on YouTube. Shout out to my boy, Javon. Um, hey, check us out next time. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk because before I talk any more about uh, Fultz over Tatum, we'll talk, have an entire show about the big three and USFL football. <laughs> the Philadelphia Stars are in the playoffs, buddy. I know. I may watch I may watch that this weekend. All right. We we got playoff football. Or, is it, or is it next US... weekend? Did they have the week off? I don't remember. I, I, I got to look. I know. I, all I know is the big three is uh, starting this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm in on I'm, that too. Now, what'd you say? I said I'm in on the big three. I'm in on. I'm, look, look, look. You know the group chat will be flowing. The group, you know, we'll talk mm-hmm. big three. Well, have all right. fun talking big three this summer. All right, no problem. All right, you guys, thank you for checking us out once again. Shout out to our guest today, Amy Fadul. She's got a dinner coming her way, courtesy of me and, and Ben Simmons. All right, y'all have a good. <laughs> y'all take care. We'll see you guys next time. Peace, y'all. Are you feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.